sometimes um, all we have is just a little faith. And sometimes it's not enough. And dealing with that idea is sometimes uh, very difficult to realize that we haven't reached the right mark yet. Thank you, Jesus. And that's, that's something we have to look internally on ourselves for to make sure that the task we are trying to do, we have sufficient faith to overcome it, to, to do the task that's put in front of us. Don't worry when it doesn't, when you come up short, the Lord is going to be with you. I'm going to show you a few scriptures to, 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 to support that. Don't worry when you come up short. Worry when you don't bother trying. That's when you need to worry. Worry when you've just quit. That's the time to start worrying about yourself and others when they've quit and stopped trying. Don't worry when somebody tries to lay hands on somebody and they come up short. That's just a failure of faith. Right, that's just a failure of the energy. Remember, a few weeks ago we talked about this prayer need, need for prayer, and that it bring, gives us a certain type of yes, energy yes, to yes. overcome something. Yes, Let's actually just dive into the scripture. I won't be long because I know I've spent a few minutes talking already. Matthew 14, and we're going to start at verse 22. This is the scripture. Um, this particular scripture is where Jesus is walking on water. I'll let you know ahead of time. This scripture is repeated in uh, Mark and in John. Um, but this is the only account where Peter tries to go out to Jesus. This is the only account where Jesus, where Peter's introduced as having tried something, tried to essentially mimic, mimic Jesus. Let's just read though. Sir, if you could read, help yes, me read there. And straight away, verse 22, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him into the other side while he went the multitude, well, he sent the multitudes away. Right. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, and the wind was contrary. Right. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. To so just be clear here, just a, again, quick summary here of what happened. Jesus was with the disciples. He sent the disciples on ahead, and they get on a ship to go meet, so they can meet Jesus somewhere else. The disciples and the ship get into trouble at sea overnight, and the ship is being tossed to and fro with waves and what have you. It's a contentious moment. It's a very frightening moment. And the disciples saw somebody walking on the sea in verse 26. Keep reading from there. Verse 27. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Here we get with that, with that same idea again. Be not afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. There's something unusual happening right now. There's something potentially frightening. There's something that contradicts the laws of physics and nature, frankly. But I don't want you to be afraid. This is an unusual moment you're experiencing, but I don't need you to be afraid right now. Verse 28. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. So Peter's, in the moment, he's seeing what Jesus is doing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's seeing what is Jesus expressed. 
idea of what Jesus is doing is coming at him through his eyes and he's seeing it. And he says, wow, he must be saying to himself, if Jesus can do it, there must be a chance that I can do it. And he says, I want Jesus to use his authority to allow me to do what Jesus, what he is doing right now. So she says to him, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. Give me permission to do what you're doing. Give me the authority, the power, the strength to do what you're doing. Walking on water. Thank you, Jesus. Walking on water. He's seeing Jesus walk on water, people. That's incredible. Let's keep going. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou bid me to come into to thee on the water. And he said, come. So Jesus, with that one word, gave authority to Peter. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You now have the appropriate authority to walk on water. <laughs> Literally, the term walking on water is how we use to express how impossible something is. May as well walk on water. Because we all know it just by our natural laws of physics, it just can't be doing. But in one word, Jesus bestowed upon Peter the authority to do the impossible. With one word, come. You now, Peter now has the authority power and ability to come walk on water with just one word come we are one word away from doing the impossible if we can believe we're just one word away from it Lord I need this situation fixed. And I'm just one word away from that situation being resolved. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, my my mom isn't going, my mom's going through, my dad's going through. I need you to help me. One word. And the Lord can turn it around. Thank you, Jesus. And he said, come. Keep going. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. So immediately, you see immediately what happens here. Peter starts not even sure that's Jesus. In fact, they all think it's a spirit coming at them. They all assume that cannot be a human being. That cannot be a human being, and that cannot be a human being we just saw in, in just before a few moments ago. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And now Peter's to the point where he's been given authority to walk on water. It doesn't take a whole lot of time to go from unbelief to belief. You don't have to, you don't have to wait. There doesn't have to be a six, well, I didn't believe yesterday, so I have to wait seven days. I have to wait till next week to try this again. No. You can turn that around right now. I'm unbelieving, 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 and now I'm believing. That means your deliverance is moments away. Your authority and your deliverance is one moment away. It's one thought away. It's your mind. Your mind is both your greatest asset and your worst enemy. Oh my, oh my, oh my. Come on, sir. 
I got it. Your mind is your worst enemy sometimes because you can stand there in disbelief. Yes. Yes, sir. For ages. Yes. For ages. And then deliver yourself with a single moment and a single thought and deliver yourself. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Thank you, Jesus. It doesn't take a seven day fast to deliver yourself. Just a single moment, Lord. I believe. I believe. I know I didn't believe five minutes ago, but I believe right now. Thank you, Jesus. You're worried about the past. You're worried about. You're worried about all the time you spent unbelieving. And all the Lord wants you to say is, Lord, now I believe. You're, you're stuck in the past. Don't be worried about what you believed five minutes ago. Lord, I wasn't even sure you could deliver me five minutes ago, but now I believe. You think for a moment Jesus held it against Peter that he didn't believe all the way when he saw Jesus coming? No, he said, come. Oh my God. Straight away. No waiting. Well, Peter, no. You always thought I was a spirit coming all upon here. No. Jesus didn't worry about how Peter felt two seconds before. He says, if you believe now, come. If you believe now, come. Thank you, Jesus. However you get to your point of belief, get there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Don't worry about it. I failed half an hour ago. Lord, I yes, don't worry. Leave that behind you and believe now. Believe now. Thank you, Jesus. But as I said to you, your mind is your greatest asset and your worst enemy. Look what happened now. Let's keep reading. Look what happens. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Let's just me. stop right there. So he goes from unbelieving to believing back now to unbelieving. Just that quick. You see how faith can work for you and against you? You see how it sets up so that you can quickly get access to the Lord and then quickly lose it? Thank you, Jesus. Pray for yourselves. Here's the situation. Peter gets in, looks and sees the situation. Rises to meet the challenge, but as soon as the environment changes, Jesus. Peter loses his concentration on the Lord. Okay. Yes. Instead of now seeing the Lord, okay. he's seeing the environment. Yes. He now realizes how Preach, impossible sir. what he's doing is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Preach. He realizes in his mind this isn't feasible. Yes, sir. And what just happens? He was afraid. And the one thing Jesus said to them before he even got anywhere close to them was, be not afraid. That was the one thing I needed you to do. That was the stipulation before I even got there. Don't be afraid. Yes, you're seeing this is impossible, but don't be afraid right now. You can be anything you want, but don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Yes. 
In fact, Jesus said, be of good cheer. Yes, sir. Yes. This is impossible and I want you to be of good cheer. I want you to be happy about yes. it. Yes. I want you to be glad about this thing. This is impossible. How is this even possible? Be of good cheer. And don't be afraid. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Our mind can sometimes work against us when it comes to things of faith. And we have to discipline ourselves to make sure that the Lord is constantly the focus. Our environment distracts us. I, you know, I see those guys who go on the tightropes between two buildings. They're like, you know, a hundred stories up, three hundred stories up, or they stretch this, this thing across the Grand Canyon. And I'm like, wait a minute. I would try it if it was this high off the ground. And I might be able to make 10 feet. Might be, I don't know. After training, I might be able to 10 feet. But if you raise that up to the too, too high, there's no way I'm gonna try it. <laughs> Same situation. I could probably train and get there. Probably train and do it at two feet off the ground. But you switch that thing to the Grand Canyon and there is no chance I'm gonna try it. This is what Peter's was. Yes, Peter was fine yes, sir. Yes, sir. when there was nothing to lose. On, yes, yes. Peter was brave yes, when there was nothing to lose. Yes, but as soon as the environment changed, yes, sir. Yes, sir. he was afraid. Yes, sir. These people who are tightrope have done it so consistently and persistently that they couldn't care less where that tightrope is now. Right. Whether it's two feet or a thousand feet, they know it's the same skill. Right. Yes, sir. But when there's something on the line, most of us don't want to try it. Faith requires you to ignore your environment. Faith requires you to ignore your environment. Because it's saying you can be delivered whether you're against one or one thousand. Thank you, Jesus. He is able to save. Let's just switch through scriptures real quick. Let's go to Matthew chapter uh, 17. I'm just going to read one scripture. You, everybody go to Matthew 17 verse 14. I'm going to read one scripture because this is important to establish what happens in Matthew, in Matthew 17. In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus speaks to his disciples and he said, And when he called unto his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. I need to set you up with that first. Matthew chapter 10 says that. You don't need to go there. But Matthew 17, 14, 14 is where you need to be. Just to be clear, Jesus has given the disciples power against unclean spirits and to heal all manner of sickness. That's chapter 10. But chapter 17 is where we're going to sit here for a second. 17 and 14. Yes, sir. And if you could read that again for me, sir. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed. For oftentimes he falleth into a fire and oftentimes into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples and they could not so just to be clear, Jesus has given them authority to heal people, to, to cast out spirits and to heal them. I know when people hear about casting out spirits, 
with our European genealogy and our European teaching, that's not something we understand necessarily. It's not something we learn about in school. It's not any of those things, right? Yes. But this is a very, there's a very real spiritual world. Yes. Amen. There's a very real spiritual world. And it's quite different to the one that is of sickness. Yes. Right? There's a spiritual world. And these disciples were given power to overcome both the spiritual world and the physical world. Both of them, in verse chapter 10, just like how Jesus had said to Peter, come, gave him the authority to walk on water, is the same way Jesus has given them the authority in chapter 10 to deal with spiritual wickedness and to deal with sickness of the body. But in chapter 17, this man's coming straight to Jesus and saying, look, your disciples tried to heal my boy and couldn't do nothing with him. Couldn't do nothing with him. He's a lunatic. That's what he describes him as. The man can only see the, uh, the physical part of his malady. He can't see the spiritual end. Jesus deals with the spiritual end in a moment. Right? He only sees the, the, that the boy is a lunatic and that he throws himself in fire and he throws himself in water. And the, and the man just wants relief for his son. The man just wants relief for his son. And verse 17, what does that say? Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer with you? Bring him hither to me. Bring him to me. Bring him to me. Yes, I've given you authority. Yes, I've given you the power to overcome this, but you're not using your faith. You can't overcome this. It's not a matter of willpower. This is a matter of belief and faith. You've got to believe. Bring him directly to me. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Just like, you know, we didn't even finish reading out the scripture before, but Peter started to sink, right? As soon as the environment changed. And he said, Lord, help me. What was he saying? I know you've given me authority to get, walk on water, but my faith isn't enough to keep me buoyant right now. So, Lord, help me. I've gone further than my faith can support me. Lord, help me. Thank you, Jesus. The funny thing is, asking the Lord for help is an act of faith itself. Yes, sir. That's a word right there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's an act of faith to say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm in over my head right now. Help me. Yes, sir. The scripture says straightway. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus helped him. So let's keep, keep reading verse 18. 18. And Jesus rebuked the devil. And he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. From that very hour. Jesus rebuked the devil. So Jesus clearly knew, and this is a case of discernment. The man brought his son. All he saw was a lunatic child who needs help. Jesus rebuked the, child, rebuked the devil because he, re he knew by discernment that this wasn't just about a sickness. This was a devil inside the child. Now everybody has this discernment. Now everybody can see spiritually when we're dealing with a lunatic, when we're dealing with a mental sickness, or when we're dealing with a spiritual uh, um, a sickness or malady. Now everybody can see that. 
but you need a kind of spiritual awareness to know what you're yes, dealing with. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And, the, and the Lord knew immediately that we wasn't dealing with a sickness that I need to heal. We were dealing with yes, a spirit that needs to be rebuked. And that same hour, the devil is removed and the, the child is well. Let's keep reading. 19. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could not we cast him out? This apart means in private. Yes, exactly. They, 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 <laughs> the man brought their stuff and put it on front street. You see that? He said, your disciples tried as loud, probably as loud as he could. Your disciples have been trying and they couldn't do nothing. They said, Lord, let's talk about this. In private, right? right. right? Let's go over verse 20. And Jesus said unto them, Because of Here we your go. unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if your unbelief. If you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Now, some people yes. will tell you um, he's talking. Uh, figuratively here, that he's not talking about a mountain. Let's just go to verse 1 of chapter 17. I always like to look, read, read a little bit before. Verse 1 of chapter 17 says what? And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his and his brother, and bringeth them up to a high mountain apart. Just to, yeah, so we're not talking about a figurative mountain here. He's saying the mountain we have just climbed all the way up, this high mountain we've climbed up. <laughs> he says we can remove it if you have faith. Nothing is impossible to you. And you're saying to yourself, well, how do you move a mountain? I have no idea, but by faith... It must be possible. Jesus said it's possible. It must be possible. It must be possible because Jesus said it so. Just as it was impossible to walk on water, just as it was impossible for Peter to walk on water, it must be possible because Jesus and Peter happened to do it. And he said, if you've got faith, you can remove this mountain just as a mustard seed. The tiniest kind of seed you can see. The tiniest type of seed. If you can get the smallest amount of faith. You know what I kind of think about it is, it's so small because we can only manage to hold on to that kind of faith for the smallest amount of time. But if you can believe, you can perform a miracle in that moment. Yes, in that very moment, you can, you can create a miracle. Somebody can be healed if you can take the chance to believe. Thank you, Jesus. Where do we get to? Let's go. How be it this kind go without, not out, but by prayer and fasting. And just to be clear, you've got to have belief, but you have to have the energy. That's what the prayer and fasting is. Remember we talked about the idea of prayer as an energy? You can't overcome something if you don't have the energy to get you from... If you're having a fight, you can't stop at round one if you don't knock him out. Right. You've got to keep going to round ten. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, this kind doesn't come out unless you've got the energy and the faith Amen. to overcome it. Amen. When we have a little bit of faith, let's pray the Lord that to increase our faith so we can do more. Maybe the Lord had a blessing Thank to reading of his word. Amen.